Hello, welcome back to Meraki Unboxed. My name's Simon and I'm host of the show that comes online every two weeks uh, covering all things at Meraki, a lot of the technology stuff that we do, but also talking about life at Meraki. And it's really a mix of interviewing Meraki folks, as we're doing today, in fact. Uh, and also we occasionally bring in customers and partners to talk about how their experiences are being changed by the use of Meraki technology. If you would like to be a part of this show, I would really love that to happen. So please reach out to us. Uh, you can do that through the Meraki community at community.meraki.com. You can also reach me directly on Twitter at Meraki Simon. Drop me a line and we would love to have you on the show if you've got a great story to tell us about your use of Meraki technology. Today, it's, uh, let's see, it's Friday, April 24th, as we're recording this, and it's Friday afternoon. We're all completely burned out after a very busy week at the office. I say at the office, what I really mean is we're all working from home, as I hope you are as well. And uh, obviously, that means that we are doing our best to uh, keep the lights on with these shows and, and uh, really keep that coming to you every couple of weeks, as I said. But today, we're going to focus on the topic of security. Network security, obviously, absolutely paramount for everybody who runs a network. So we're going to get into some of those details in a few moments. Uh, to do that, or just to get ready for that, I'm going to introduce the rest of the panel that we have today of esteemed Moroccans. Uh, and I'm going to start off with Amelie. How are you doing today, Amelie? I'm doing well, Simon. Thank you for having me. It's great to have you on the show. And um, tell us what you do for Meraki. Well, I'm Simon at Meraki. I am doing product marketing and I'm supporting uh, a team of esteemed product managers and what features they're building out for our customers. We have so many esteemed people at Meraki. It's amazing. Yes. I love that. Um, okay. And also on the line, we have Mr. Rob Watt. Hello, Rob. Hey, Simon. How are you doing today? Uh, I'm doing well, and I have to say thank you for uh, stating the date because every day is blending together at this point. It does feel like that, doesn't it? It's uh, yeah. Uh, it, it, and, and the bizarre thing to me as well is that without all those little interruptions you have when you're in the office, it feels pretty intense. I feel like I spend my entire life on WebEx and uh, just back to back to back all day. Uh, so it's nice to take a break and uh, and do this recording today. I'm enjoying it. Um, Rob, where are you calling in from today? I am uh, calling in from San Francisco, from my uh, lovely apartment. Sunny San Francisco. It actually is today. It's not foggy yet. We haven't reached that time of the year. Uh, okay, cool. Alex, uh, we have Mr. Alex Berger as well. Tell us uh, all about yourself, Alex, and where you're from. Oh, man, that's a loaded one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so uh, my name is Alex Berger. Uh, I'm a product architect uh, in the Meraki PM org. I usually focus on fun things like uh, access layer integrations, and I am um, phoning in from Denver, Colorado. Beautiful Denver. How is it in Denver today? Oh, it's actually sunny and pretty warm. I, I'm kind of happy with that. Hopefully, I'll go outside and get some sun. You know, this is an amazing coincidence, but I think this is the third podcast recording in a row where somebody has been calling in from near Denver, Colorado. Uh, I don't know what it is, but it just seems to be the place at the moment. It's, it is nice here. Yeah. Um, awesome. Well, thank you all for uh, taking time out of the day, uh, especially on a Friday afternoon. Uh, but let's have some fun with this. We'll, um, we're going to get into a, uh, a very important topic, of course, which is uh, network security. And really, I think we want to focus on some of the aspects that we've been adding at Meraki that go far beyond your traditional concept of security 
Uh, when you start doing networking at the beginning of your career, you mostly think in terms of a firewall, but uh, any network engineer worth their salt will tell you that it's far broader than that. It touches many different areas, uh, especially because we're now using so many different devices. We have our data in all different places. We have to be able to protect the network and secure it um, in many different ways. Um, Rob, I know you uh, you want to get this going and, uh, and tell us about uh, what we're going to really focus on today. Maybe get us started with this conversation. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, talking about my, my favorite topic, security. Um, so, so really, Simon, like what we, we want to talk about today is not firewall-centric uh, sec security technologies and security solutions, but security solutions that are inside uh, inside the network at, at that LAN um, layer. So, you know, our, our new security initiatives in the switching and, and wireless portfolio primarily, uh, and really focusing in on one particular feature. Mm, okay, where do we get started? Absolutely. So, you know, we, we've with with our, our our customers and and networks that that are deployed you know for for years and years and years um you know i don't i don't know how long you've been in the industry simon but you know i've i've been here uh, quite some time um we've had the the wonderful pleasure of securing networks with ip based access controls right so i i want to allow access to a particular uh server i type in the 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 IP address and the port information, and, and away we go and, and access that resource. Um, yeah, that that was great years and years ago when networks were small and not so complex. Um, but you know, really, as as we we continued to deliver additional services on these networks, uh, we needed to change that. Right, and 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 firewalls. I mean, I, I embarrassingly have been in this industry a very long time. It's too long for me even to say. Uh, but uh, when I started uh, thinking about firewalls, the, the world was so much simpler. It was just a wide area network and the internet was the sort of big bad world outside. And then you had this firewall thing, as you said, mostly based around like an access control list of some description. And then that was all you really need to worry about. Then you just have everything inside is, is considered to be safe. But that's, that's really what we're saying is really not applicable anymore, right? Yeah, I mean, it, it was a it was a great solution at the time, but it doesn't scale to to meet the needs of today. So, you know, we we, we took a look at this and, and thought about like how could we solve this problem? Um, and you know, there, there's there's different points in the network where you can solve this, whether it's it's uh, layer three access controls. But we wanted to do this in the in the Meraki way. We wanted to do this uh, in a we really wanted to simplify a powerful technology and bring it to our customers. So. You know, I, I'd ask you, Simon, what what would you think of uh, an access policy that isn't based on IP, that's based on who you are and what you want to do? Um, let's say I'm Rob and I need to access a server, and it's as simple as creating a rule that's, that states that. Mm. I like that idea a lot, mostly because uh, I'm using a different device every day. I might be connected in a totally different place every day, and uh, I would love to have the same kind of experience every day. Excellent. Well, that that's what we're going for. Um, you, you hit the nail on the head. The the, the plethora of devices that we all have every day, um, and and maintaining that consistent access. So, what the team has built and and will be releasing uh, shortly here to public beta in May, is a feature we're calling Adaptive Policy. Yeah, Adaptive Policy. Um, that's actually a nice descriptive name. I think. I think we've really nailed it there. 
Thanks. Uh, you know, I, I certainly can't take credit for the name. The the uh, the genesis of the name was actually from from Alex, who's also on the call here. Um, really, the the core of adaptive policy is as simple as 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 that previous example. Um, creating an, a policy based on the intent of what you want to happen in the uh, in the network. You know, so, so we're we're using some uh, really incredible Cisco technologies behind the scenes that we'll, we'll talk about shortly here. Uh, but this whole solution adaptive policy, um, we're, we're really focused on maintaining the Meraki simplicity of it, but using some of these powerful technologies that Cisco offers to the market. So it's really um, you know the best of both worlds that, that we're bringing uh, forth with this feature. Now, I've, I've kind of talked very high level, like, you know, that this this vision of, of adaptive policy, but what is it, right? Um, what adaptive policy ultimately is for us is a single organization-wide policy that can be deployed across an entire Meraki organization that is based on who you are. So not based on where you are, the IP address information, it is based on who you are in the network. So you have this uh, ability to, to actually create a rule set that's uh, that is based on, on, like I said, Rob accessing a server or Alex accessing uh, infrastructure mm -hmm. devices. Um, so it's, it's very intuitive. It's very straightforward. It's very Meraki. Um, yeah, it's a very typical Meraki approach to delivering a complex technology. Yeah, I, I think it sounds like it's well, well. It sounds like we've nailed it. That that definitely is uh, a very intuitive way of thinking about things. Um, what more can you tell me about it? I guess I need to know a little bit more detail maybe about how we actually build this up. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I think on the last podcast, we, 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 we briefly chatted about this, this um, concept of uh, security group tags, uh, also called SGTs, and, and how when we took on the endeavor of the MS390, we, we were focused on, on leveraging some of those advanced technologies and SGTs was one of them. Well, adaptive policy is the feature that is leveraging SGTs um, underneath uh, or on that MS390 platform. SGT uh, technology has been around for years within Cisco. It's a, it's a mature technology. It's part of the TrustSec architecture. And you know, we, we viewed this as the the technology that would we'd be able to to use to accomplish our goals, and those so, goals, yeah, sorry, those goals are yeah, what what abstracting policy from IPs, so making that uh, that policy identity based, um, deploying a policy entire across an entire organization, uh, and having um, that consistent enforcement behavior um, across every every adaptive policy capable device in your network. Um, beyond that, we also wanted to make sure that we were taking into consideration uh, interoperation with the large, the the other technologies that that Cisco offers in in this space that are um, you know SGT based, whether that's TrustSec or SD Access. Um, so we wanted to leverage a technology that that could interoperate seamlessly and easily. So from a technology level, um, Alex. What is, in your mind, what makes SGTs the the perfect solution here? Awesome. Yeah. So uh, if we look at if we look at what uh, what kind of makes up uh, SGTs, and that in the inline SGT functionality that we're leveraging with uh, adaptive policy, um, there's there's a couple key things to remember about it. First and foremost, uh, it's adding a new layer to that traffic. 
for every single packet that a client generates, uh, attaching that identity uh, to that packet so that as that traffic traverses different network devices, each network device is able to understand the source of that traffic and be able to potentially apply policy uh, to it. And what this gives us is the ability to not only you know, perform large-scale policy at scale, since we're, not, uh, since we're not worrying about having a giant list of IP addresses, but also give us the ability to share identity upstream with, uh, with the next hop in line. Um, and this kind of leads into uh, you know, one of the things that I like to discuss with uh, you know, reasons behind adaptive policy is that we do have a lot of fairly granular uh, ways of providing policy today in the existing product, whether it's group policies, or if you look at you know, switch ACLs, we can perform some pretty granular functions there. But at no point do those policies and that identity information uh, from that client get shared to each device. So group policies typically are very much centric to just the network device that that client is attached to. Mm. And so as, as, we, uh, you know, as we build out adaptive policy, you know, the other half of this is not just identity, but being able to perform what's called micro-segmentation, for instance, in a VLAN, so that you can stop two clients from communicating that shouldn't be able to. A good example would be IoT devices are pretty, uh, pretty known for getting malware, not being secured um, super well, and they usually are able to spread malware between IoT devices, especially in the, you know, the same subnet. And so one of the goals behind this feature set is to be able to apply policy that does not permit those two devices to talk to each other while still being in that same subnet. So reducing the amount of complexity in the actual wired network and the actual design for those wired networks, while being, being able to add a lot more uh, control and granular control over those endpoints. So Alex, I, I want to just quickly jump in here. Um, this is really interesting because the, the, the approach we, do, we take to do this is what I would love to make sure I've understood correctly. If you, if you, are general, if you generally have like two different uh, client devices or IoT devices uh, within a VLAN, within a network segment, they are normally able to, com to talk entirely freely between each other uh, without having any kind of you know, security in, uh, interrupting that conversation flow. If I understood what you said correctly, this is what I want to make sure I understand, is that we have some way of uh, attaching a little bit like a header approach uh, that we have in IP, uh, to the beginning of or, or any of the, the packets of data that are being flowed around the network to make sure that we are able to act on information about those clients that we can then presumably tie back to a, an authentication database. Have I got that roughly right? Yeah, yeah. So just to more or less summarize what you said, um, we're applying the identity to each packet that a client generates and then um, allowing you to perform policy um, on each, uh, each network hop um, so that if a client is a wireless client and tries to connect to, for instance, another wireless client or wired client, even if it's on another network device, we can tell the source of that traffic's identity and be able to determine whether or not it's allowed to connect to that endpoint that uh, that network device has so that you can absolutely be able to apply policy that spans multiple network devices or even multiple sites. Wow. That, that is a very powerful capability we've developed there. How on earth did we come up with this idea? <laughs> well, luckily, we didn't have to uh, 
start and design this uh, idea, we we did uh, we did heavily leverage uh, the Trustec architecture that Cisco has had for the past ten years. Um, we did we did borrow a subset of it with the inline SGT functionality, uh, which gave us a lot of the you know features and functionality that customers had asked for while also giving us uh, you know, a lot of, as Rob had mentioned, interoperability uh, with other Cisco technologies. And like a cool aspect of this is, you know, let's say a customer has uh, you know, an adaptive policy environment, and then they have uh, you know, ACI in their data center, which is uh, kind of a software-defined uh, data center technology. We're easily able to share uh, that identity information into ACI utilizing um, Cisco ICE and be able to perform policy in that same level of segmentation and control, even into that ACI environment that is 100% not managed by Meraki. And, and I, even more, maybe, sorry, go ahead. Sorry, Rob, just maybe just uh, explain a couple of those concepts for us. ACI, uh, you mentioned there, and uh, and I think ICE as well. Let's just yeah. be clear we're, we're, what, what we're talking about here. I think I think many of our listeners will understand, but just, just to be sure. Oh, sure, yeah, I, I always get caught in my uh, acronym uh, world. So ACI is the application-centric infrastructure, which uh, allows you in your data center to build a network fabric that utilizes um, uh, a technology a lot like SGTs called uh, EPGs to be able to uh, you know, tag traffic in the data center and be able to perform the same types of control over services. And so there, there's been the concept of uh, TrustSec, which does SGT-based policy. And then ACI leveraged that same type of technology to bring it into the data center and be able to give you know, control over data center resources. And so the way that we tie that uh, SGT-based uh, policy with the ACI infrastructure is through a, an appliance that Cisco has called the Identity Services Engine, which uh, operates as a uh, radius server, but more importantly, a, uh, a NAC server giving you profiling and radius policy and the ability to assign tags to clients, for instance, uh, dynamically based on anything from just the user's uh, you know, group they are in Active Directory all the way to the type of device, the uh, posture of that device, if that device has a firewall enabled, for instance, uh, and, a, and a number of other attributes like where they're connected and how, so that you can have that dynamic policy attachment to this uh, tag-based policy as well. Mm. This is really cool stuff. And and I love how um, Alex uh, loves to get really deep into this stuff. And he like, you give him long enough and he's going to go hardcore on this technology. And, and sooner or later, he's going to lose everybody. But I, I always respect the fact that we have that sort of nth degree of knowledge in this team. That's super awesome. Rob, help us um, to just put this into a little bit of context around uh, the switch and how it's really adding value and moving that product forward from its basic function as switching packets. Yeah, absolutely, Simon. So, yeah, when, like I said, when we when we brought the MS three ninety to market, um, a lot of the the reason we brought the three ninety to market was just it it unlocks a lot of these advanced features for us that we can start to um, evaluate and and, and figure out how to how to deliver them to our customers in a in a very Moroccified way. When we looked at the 390 and and decided, hey, you know, this is the 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 policy challenge is one that we want to tackle. Um, you know, it it just was a natural fit for us to to create this this concept of adaptive policy. So, 
um, you know, micro segmentation is top of mind for everybody uh, with the proliferation of IoT devices. Um, you know, we we see the requirements coming up in in retail for PCI and uh, in manufacturing and and that that ability to really uh, bring security surfaces right down uh, into that that land segment. So, um, yeah, th for us it was a it was really just a, a problem that we'd heard a number of times from our customers and and uh, we felt like the the time was right for us to to put a solution together mm -hmm. and it's it is a uh, a complex thing to explain to people i mean amelie obviously in in product marketing that's that's part of the craft of that right so how have you um taken the the technology of uh, of adaptive policies and and really how do you like to articulate it yourself well, Simon, uh, yeah, adaptive policy is a really interesting feature because it's complex. I wouldn't say as a marketer it's easy to digest uh, when you first learn about it, especially because it's taking such an enterprise feature from Cisco and then Moroccifying it. So some of the analogies I like to come up with when explaining adaptive policy to, let's say, people who don't really know about policies in general is... Uh, imagine if you are at a nightclub or a bar and, you know, there's usually when you're waiting in line to get in, there's usually someone who checks your ticket to see that you've paid and you're, um, you know, you've paid for your spot. But then usually there's a second person that checks to see your age by looking at your driver's license. And uh, ultimately, the bouncer or the one who checks your age and gives you the stamp is the one that decides if you are able to get in or not, right? From that stamp that they give you if you're 21 or older, it signifies that, okay, you are compliant with all the rules and now you're allowed in. And so sometimes I think that the stamp kind of uh, represents uh, secure group tags, um, the, mm -hmm. the tags that get carried through the network and the bouncer is the one who ultimately decides whether to allow or deny you. So that's kind of analogy that I've been running with. Does that make sense to you, Simon? I actually like that one. And and let me see if I can, if my interpretation of what I've heard today is accurate. Uh, if I've got that stamp on my hand, theoretically, I could go to another nightclub with the same, that's part of the same group of nightclubs and still get let in with the stamp that's on my hand. Did I get that right? Um. <laughs> and if I didn't, you can say no. Or um, Alex, jump in, help me out here. Yeah, I, could, uh, I guess I'd look at it more so like, uh, and actually looking at the bouncer aspect, uh, I think this analogy works nicely, but as long as you think of that bouncer standing between you and everyone else in that nightclub and letting you know whether or not you're actually allowed to talk to them or not. Mm. Yeah, actually, I, I, I take it, uh, I, I'd like to um, kind of tackle on what Simon has said. Um, actually, I think of it as instead of going to a different nightclub and hoping that that stamp works, it's not really that. It's, it's more like you're still in the same nightclub, and perhaps that nightclub has maybe five different entrances, right? Mm. And at each entrance, there's a different bouncer, so they've never seen you before. So what if you come in and out of the nightclub, but from different entrances, luckily the, the stamp that you have on your hand 
is uh, easily read by every bouncer, even though they're different. Wow. And thereby letting you in or not letting you in. Does that work, do you think, guys? Definitely works for me. It makes perfect sense. And I, I can't think of any other episode of Meraki Unboxed where we have used the analogy of a nightclub, a bouncer, and a stamp on the back of your hand to explain one of our most awesome features we've ever invented in this business. That's uh, marketing on the fly. I love it. Um, thanks, Amelie. Uh, so um, to Rob, what were some of the, the challenges with building this feature? It doesn't sound like it was an entirely straightforward thing to just uh, just turn on just one day. Uh yeah, there were um, yeah there there were no challenges. I don't know what you're talking about, Simon. This this, this was this was easy. Now, but it, but in all sincerity, this is um, you know th this is what we do here, right? Like we we take these incredibly complex topics and 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 Moroccify them, and this is no different. We had to take a look at the core problem. Um, the you know for us, the core problem was how do you insist? Uh, how do you change the game when it comes to IP-based policy. Uh, how do you create that, that org-wide intent-based policy that, that provides uh, consistent, uh, consistent experience across your organization and micro-segmentation? Um, and you know, the, when you start to think about policy, well, you have to start to think about to what level are we going to take this policy down to? How granular are we going to, to let people uh, configure it? So yeah, the, there were a lot of challenges just in terms of thinking about what kind of scale should we work towards? What, uh, how complex should we we open this up? Right, like as as we start to implement implement these more advanced technologies, we have to be, um, you know, we have to be judicious in in how much of the configuration capabilities we, we offer up. Right, mm. um, you know, I'll give you an example. So we. As part of the adaptive policy feature, um, you know, adaptive policy is, is available on the 390s, but it's also available on the MRs. So the the thing about adaptive policy is, is the, every device that's in line has to support those SGTs, has to support that tag on the on the Ethernet frame. So you know, when you're let's say you're enabling adaptive policy, we wanted to do something that that made this super simple. Right, we we all uh, have have heard so many times how how Meraki's focus is, is simplicity. Um, when you connect an MR to an MS390 and you try and enable uh, adaptive policy, what the MR will do is it'll automatically recognize if the uh, if the link that it's on is SGT SGT capable. So if you accidentally uh, enable adaptive policy and plug the MR into a, a non SGT capable switch, it'll recognize that it's not uh it's it's not capable of, of connecting so you know solving those 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 types of problems in a in a simple way now yeah you know, it's, it's it's obviously not the most fun uh challenge that we we figured out but it is an example of like meraki simplifying it right mm -hmm. awesome um so th so as far as the development of this thing from here obviously we've got it uh we've got it shipped out now and uh customers are starting to to make use of it in uh, in in beta form right so but we're obviously encouraging uh, others to give it a try uh what's the easiest way for them to to actually get set up for it 
So, uh, so we're not quite uh, launched as of yet. So we are uh, targeting May nineteenth for the public beta. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, the, the the team is heads down just just polishing the feature, and and uh, we have some some private beta uh, internally running. But uh, May nineteenth, the 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 feature will be available as public beta, um, and. It is based on the MS390, so you will require an MS390, uh, Wave 2 or newer MRAPs, and beta firmware will be released that, that uh, has the, the feature. So you know, if you have that set up, if you have that, that uh, implemented, um, you'll start to see adaptive policy in the, in the dashboard and be able to configure and test with it. Nice. I look forward to doing that well, as soon as I can get my hands on one of those switches. Um, obviously, that MS390 is a super powerful uh, switch that we launched last year. Um, I know there's a whole bunch of extra capabilities that that's added to our list of uh, hardware side abilities, as well as the power to be able to do some of these features. Um, what do we see as the kind of um, long-term vision? You know, what's uh, what's next for uh, for that product and and for this area? Excellent question. Um, adaptive policy everywhere. Uh, <laughs> you know, I <laughs> I. I I think that that now that we're, um, how can I put it? I think that now we're 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 embracing some of these these more advanced features that um, we want to continue to to expose them to or expose our customers to them, but in that Meraki simple way. So in terms of vision, yeah, it's it's kind of tough to say any specific features, but really just continuing down this path now that we have the hardware capabilities. Uh, of offering up these advanced features in a very Meraki centric way. Nice, Alex. Have you got this set up in your uh, in your home lab? Uh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> Tell us about uh, how you how you've been testing it out. Yeah, so uh, you know, I think one of the one of the biggest benefits out of this feature is you know multiple uh, multiple devices. Uh, like network devices, uh, you know, connected together, being able to share identity. And so, I, I mean, it's as simple as having, you know, two wired clients on the same switch. You can easily, you know, apply policy and, and watch traffic change and uh, being permitted, denied, or even like custom permissions. But mm -hmm. uh, in my lab environment, just to test and, you know, validate uh, that things are functioning properly, I, I've got, you know, access points with wireless clients, and then I've got some wired resources plugged into those switches, giving me, uh, you know, the ability to see policy, you know, across platforms in a, you know, at a larger, a larger scale. Nice. And I know you've got a whole load of uh, Meraki gear in, uh, in your place. Um, tell us about some of the fun demos you've been playing around with. That's a good question. <laughs> um, I know I, there is I something. Actually, yeah. Actually. So just talking about uh, interoperability uh, between, uh, you know, Cisco uh, Cisco Technologies. I uh, I also have a an SD Access um, uh, Cisco's SD Access Fabric Lab, which is the kind of next generation network from a, a Catalyst perspective. And uh, one of the demos I built was uh, using adaptive policy to uh, share in uh, identity information into that SD Access environment and be able to perform policy across uh, those two different domains. That's actually pretty significant, right? Because um... I don't remember whether we touched on that, but the fact that you can pass this stuff from uh, from a Meraki environment into uh, you know other Cisco technologies as well, I think that's that's pretty powerful, and that's what you're describing. Have I got that right? Absolutely, yes. Yeah. Okay. 
Nice. Well, I think we've covered a uh, a very important topic here. It's it's pretty straightforward um, in terms of the, its breadth, but the power of it, I think, is immense. And the the fact that we can uh, now provide that level of security within networks as well as between them to provide a common experience for users as they move around, and also to protect against those potentially difficult um, IoT devices, as we certainly start to see. Uh, more and more of those getting deployed as well over time. So it's going to become, I think, more relevant feature as we move forward. Seems like a really good way to uh, to handle things in a much more flexible way than those uh, pages long ACL lists that I remember doing back in my day, which uh, which were very very painful, as I recall. Okay, so we're going to wrap things up here. Uh, I want to thank uh, the panel. Uh, it sounds very formal, doesn't it? I want to thank the panel for uh, for joining us uh, today on uh, sunny Friday afternoon. It's been a long week for us here at Meraki. Lots of work going on. There's really no change, uh, even though we are scattered to the four winds in our respective uh, home offices. Um, we are working furiously to keep these products and features coming to you. And obviously, the one you've heard about today, uh, as soon as that's available and you are in this uh, line of work, I definitely recommend uh, reaching out to your contacts at Meraki to get uh, set up if you can. Thanks again for joining us on Meraki Unboxed. We do this every couple of weeks. We'd love to have you back here regularly. Uh, we have some great content on the uh, Unbox podcast. We're coming up on one year that we've been doing this now. It won't be long before we're at a year. And lots of great material in the bag already. So do go back and have a look at some of that material uh, if you have the opportunity to do that. And of course, if you subscribe, then you'll always be getting the latest versions of these into your favorite podcasting app. So from all of us on the panel, I would like to thank you again and enjoy the rest of your day. Stay safe and stay healthy. And we look forward to welcoming you back here in a couple of weeks. Bye-bye for now.